Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, my name is Duncan Schultz, and welcome to the Arizona Skills USA podcast. Here today, we have two of my wonderful friends, two Skills USA alumni, here to talk about life after high school and kind of what to expect. You guys, could you please introduce yourselves? I'm Trinity Doobie. I served as a regional officer for Region 5 for three years and a Skills USA member for all four years of high school. Hi, my name is Elias Thompson. I've been a Skills USA member for all four years of high school as well, and I was a part of technical theater. Good to have you guys here. So the first kind of topic we've, uh, we've got going today is we've all been graduated from high school for some time now, but our audience, our listeners are still in high school. So do we have any tips or tricks for making life a little bit easier out of high school? Like how do we, how do we not go insane when that eight hour block is taken out of our lives and we've got all this time to fill? Uh, a very important thing to me is just keeping, keeping lists, keeping charts, having stuff planned out. Cause when you don't have someone telling you what to do, it gets very, you feel very lenient. Everything just kind of flows and you have to have some sort of authority, even if it's yourself. For sure. That's I feel like, noticed. yeah, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at not only keeping myself on task, but keeping a calendar and keeping track of like what's coming up and what I've, what I've done since I graduated high school. I don't think I, you know, we get those like day planners that the high schools give us, but I don't think we ever, actually, never use I don't it. think half of <laughs> us use them. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And then we get out of high school and suddenly the world is like, no, no, we don't keep track of it for you anymore. That's on you. Yeah. I feel like that's a skill that that's, we don't necessarily have yet. I just, I try and keep myself really busy. Like as soon as I graduated, I started looking for a job because I know that I'm that kind of person where if I don't have something that's taking up that time, that's like, I'm dedicated to, I'm going to like laze about. So I had to like create a sense of structure of like that nine, five sort of deal. A hundred percent. I think um, definitely ever since graduation has been the most that I've ever used the iPhone Notes app. I never yeah. touched it beforehand. Interesting. But now it's I, just it's full to do lists and everything. So. Yeah, I haven't even touched. I haven't even touched like a Notes app. Everything's just on my my calendar now. Uh, but that's a really good idea. I should I should take a look at that. Trinity, I think like you, I think a lot of us get jobs. Uh, not not just because we need money. I mean, certainly we need money because yeah, you know, money. Have, yeah, money. <laughs> um, but we get jobs partly out of like, okay, we've got all this time now. What do we fill it with? And if we're not doing classes the entire time, which even if you're a full time mm -hmm. college student, a lot of the time your schedule isn't that There's bad. There's downtime. Yeah, it maybe that's part of why every like you know there's that stereotype of, oh, the poor college student working at, you know, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or whatever. It's mm -hmm. just, we just go because that's something to do maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think aside from that, like what, what kind of like hobbies or other activities might be like, might be kind of the norm. I know like I got into like really, really nerdy stuff after high school. I, I play like Dungeons and Dragons. I've played a lot of video games with my friends, but I feel like that doesn't really count as a, you know, like a something to do. I feel like that's more mm -hmm. of a, like a, almost like a mental thing just to keep you, Busy. you know, as a person instead of a robot. Um, I was, I was into baking in high school and then like getting a job and like, 
I feel like after you graduate, you sort of lean more into that, like starting to like be self-sustaining. And so I started getting more into cooking. And I feel like that also helped like save money with fast food because you're like, oh, I can go home and cook this instead. Like whatever I want, I can make. So I tried to get into like very like productive hobbies, like cooking, baking, and learning more about like life skills and turning those into hobbies. That's really cool. Yeah, Elias, sounds- do you cook? Uh, I, I mean, I cook, but I don't cook. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah. I've been, I've been like, learning a couple of recipes. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah, and unless I have, like, the recipe right in front of me, it is going to be a bad meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I, uh, I started doing, you know, like, the, like, once or twice a week, I'll, I'll cook for my family. Um, cause I still live at home. I think most of us live at home just cause, you know, rent is ridiculous. And unless you're working full time, oh, it's yeah. really hard to afford, but yeah, I've started making, you know, one or two meals a week. And I, I came across this recipe for an apple risotto, which like, if you know anything about risotto, normally it's like a, it's like a really savory dish, like chicken, yeah, like chicken and mushroom or something like that. So apple risotto, I was like, this is weird but I kind of want to try it. <laughs> so, Did you make you know, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> really? So good. It's ridiculous. I, w- I will text you guys or email you the recipe if you want to try it. But Yeah, totally. It's so Sounds good. Great. Um, That's, um, yeah. I think, I think what you what... just said kind of um, like, like makes me think in, in terms of like general stuff. But trying new things is so important mm-hmm. just branching out and seeing what you might like or might not like is it kind of makes or breaks it you know yeah yeah stepping out of that comfort zone a little bit yeah i think yeah. that's definitely like part of the maturing process cuz you know you graduate you you turn 18 and everybody's like you're an adult now you you do your own thing but we're well, like, it's, what do it's you like do? we're very small <laughs> immature adults we uh, we haven't yet turned into like what we're what we're eventually going to be so i think that it's really important to get that experience of trying new things like cooking Mm -hmm. like new hobbies like uh just general figuring out who you are and Mm -hmm. kind of what you know what various 10 to 20 aspects make up you yeah because you get the sense of like oh, I'm a free adult now. I can do whatever I want. But like, what do you want to even do? Exactly. Because like, I went to college and I stopped everything. I didn't work out anymore. I didn't read my favorite books. I didn't uh, do anything. I sat in my dorm room. I did my homework and that was about it. I had one like group of friends who every night we would sit down and watch the Home and Garden channel. But like, that was my social life. That was all I did. Yeah, and that's not that's not a healthy adult. Um, yeah. So I think you know I hit I hit a point where I kind of realized like I'm not healthy. Like this isn't a good lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you know, like slowly incorporating hobbies that I did back in high school and bringing them back into my life was a huge huge turnaround for me. I don't know if you guys had a have an experience like similar to that, but. I had a problem of like, once I wasn't at school anymore, I didn't see anyone. Like I went a whole month without seeing like any of my friends or leaving the house or anything. So sort of taking on that self accountability to like, 
make new friendships and keep existing ones and actually like put in the effort to interact with other people I felt like it was a very strange because I felt like when you're at school it just kind of happens because you're surrounded by like hundreds of people you're going to interact with them but like, like once that forced interaction isn't there anymore it was sort of like a oh I actually have to go out of my way now to like keep and maintain these friendships yeah yeah it's it's so easy to lose contact with people yeah because like if you don't shoot a text you're not going to see him you're not going to talk to him mm-hmm. yeah uh, i think i think when it comes to me it's it's a little different because obviously like like i graduated in the midst of all of this mm-hmm. so i've i've pretty much been at home like like 24 7 and i think yeah. the best part like well not, not the best part but how i'm kind of dealing with it is keeping contact with people that i've that i went to school with because i would i don't have the chance to go like out and talk to anyone everything is well and not the best situation incredibly fair yeah Yeah. i feel like a lot especially because elias you graduate did you graduate this last year or the year before this this year yeah okay and then actually trinity you did too didn't you i did oh my god you're so young Oh my God, you're both so young. Um, maybe I'm just old now. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's especially difficult for you guys having come out of high school and out of that forced interaction with people and then straight into COVID where yeah. it's like you are you're not allowed absolutely to interact. not yeah, interacting with people. There's no in between. Yeah, I right at the beginning, and I feel bad about this now, um, but right at the beginning of COVID um, when nobody was really taking it seriously, I was I was just picking up. It was actually kind of weird. I was just picking up uh, golf, um, and I I was reconnecting with a friend from high school, and we would go out golfing. We would have our masks on and everything, um, but you know you're still sitting in the golf in the golf cart. You're still like within that proximity. There's still like the yeah. the random caddy or whoever walking around, or the go- or the the snack lady. Mm-hmm. Um, who you interact with and it was so strange just to see everybody going about their business and obviously I I don't do that now um I hope once this whole thing clears up I can go again it was really fun I had a good time um but it's it's been really weird to see kind of how even in situations like that where you think oh well it's golf you're you're all spread out even that so has like, now really? turned into yeah, yeah. Even that has now turned into like it's a bit of a risk. Um, yeah, I, I think I think COVID kind of caused this like hyper awareness of of where other we like really people. are. Yeah, yeah, and and other people because I saw like on social media there were people just talking about concerts and stuff, and we were like, wow, we were really huddled together this entire time, yeah. like shoulder mm. to shoulder. And I was like thinking about like my school alone because I think they were yeah. initially considering like people going back, and I was like, in those hallways, no, we, yeah. we were shoulder like getting out of getting out of lunch and stuff. Like yeah. everybody's like shoulder to shoulder with each other. Yeah, everyone's definitely. bumping into each other. People are dropping stuff. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see how everybody, schools, businesses, uh, and other entertainment venues, like you said, with concerts, how that's going to be seen even once COVID is no longer like the big bad threat that it is right now Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of changes and how social interaction changes Um, yeah 
getting a little think, bit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think, I think there'll definitely be like a lasting impact because, especially with businesses, there's a lot of companies that are realizing, oh, we don't even have to spend this much money to have people come in. We can do this online and yeah worry about it that's been a big thing i've seen is like it's not like the world has frozen i think Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of companies are seeing like maybe it's It's not necessary that bill comes into the office every day maybe bill comes into the office once a week to give a report on what he's been doing yeah uh it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how the flow of the world changes i know that sounded Mm -hmm. like a really heavy (laughs) statement um (laughs) Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what it is. Um, yeah. Getting Goodbye. a little bit back on uh, back on kind of the the high school topic though, we've kind of gotten into like deep societal philosophy. Um, <laughs> getting back onto high school and life after high school. Um, kind of thinking about so when we were talking about getting like students getting jobs, I started thinking about well, okay, so students are getting jobs, but what are they spending their money on? um is it like are is it for things like going out with friends is it are they covering their car and their uh cell phone plans are they beginning to save for an apartment how are how do we think like students are really spending their money and is there anything that we can say to maybe uh point people in the right direction with our you know vast amounts of experience I would say um, something that I noticed like being at work, it's like have older friends. Like if you can make older friends or like if you're going, like if you're in college and like there's older people in your classes, make friends with older people because they have so much more life experience and they'll be able to like tell you tips and tricks on like saving money and living more efficiently that like I feel like at our age you wouldn't think of. Hmm. Yeah, that's. That's a really, like, even outside of work, that's a really good premise is just, like, I know it's kind the of a, it's, it's kind of a cliche, but, like, learn from your elders. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot to learn from people in general about life. It's, it's something mm-hmm. that, like, you know, it's, it's not taught in high school how to, like, one, manage your time, it. like, they they set out your schedule 100% for you and we've already talked about this today but like the moment you have to manage your own time yeah it's it's a skill that you just haven't had to practice yeah and i think that's or the same or how to like budget either yeah like budgeting i think even just interacting with people outside of your own social bubble is a skill in of it, in and of itself and unless yeah. you've purposefully tried to get out of your bubble it's, it's really hard. difficult to to learn that. Yeah, so seeing I, those other perspectives are really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I just thought of something really political, and I'm gonna cut this part out. But who? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think really trying to connect with the people around you in your workplace is definitely one of those things because. You never know when you're going to get sick or when you're going to have a family emergency and somebody else has to cover for you. Yeah, you need need somebody who you know and you're on good terms with. Um, I think even on top of that. Because somebody's not going to leave their house. It's like they're having their day off, they're chilling, and you post a shift. They're not going to take that for you if you're not like on good terms with them. Yeah. 
I think even like going forward with that line of thought, uh, like learning from your elders, I think um, like I, I admire the way, so like I'll talk about my grandpa really quick. I admire the way he manages his life and his finances because um, it's really strange. He, uh, not really strange. I mean, you hear about this kind of thing all the time. He worked for a power plant for his entire career worked for the same company uh, all the way through, worked his way up to, I believe, a plant manager, um, and then retired on the company's dime. Um, and it's it's just miraculous thinking, like, yeah, or miraculous, like, when you think about what high school guidance counselors tell you, it's college, 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 or it's military, military, mil military. But here's an example of went out, got job-specific training, um, and made a career out of it, made a, a fantastic life out of it. And now, you know, every two or three summers, he takes a river cruise down the Mississippi. And I'm Aww. like, I want that life. That's right? That sounds fantastic. Um, so, but the key is, how, how do we get there? Yeah. Um, and I think from, from what he said, and I'm going to like, half quote him here and if he ever listens to this I hope to god he doesn't um <laughs> but if he ever listens to this he'll tell me I'm either right or wrong I guess but from what I've what I remember him saying is it's about not when you think investing you think like the stock market but it's about investing in your own possessions so yeah. when you you know when you rent an apartment you are you aren't investing in where you live when you buy a house you're investing yeah. in where you live and you gain equity mm -hmm. in that house so that eventually when yeah, you're you, making something yeah when you it. pay that house off or you mostly pay that house off it is yours and you can then sell it for a lot of money um, especially mm -hmm. if the neighborhood uh, value has gone up and then you can move to a bigger house that mm -hmm. you then yeah. put more money into and invest into and then it's worth more um, mm -hmm. Same thing with, you know, cars, same things with, uh, with the communities you live in. The more you put into those places, the more you get out of them, whether it's, yeah. you know, an emotional connection or whether it's financial gain. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's something that, you know, it might be way down the line for a high schooler to think about. Um, but thinking about kind of the long term rather than the short term. Um, instead of thinking, mm -hmm. how quickly can I get out of my house and get into an apartment? Maybe think, maybe I stay in my house. I save up money. And even if I have to go to an apartment, I still have this saved up money that I can then use to put towards a car or I can put it towards um, future owning a house with, you know, my future spouse or whatever. Um, I think that's a big a big lesson that a lot of a lot of high schoolers don't come out of high school with is the idea of saving for the future. Yeah. I think I think as like um a general when it comes to that is just having the ability to kind of weigh the pros and cons of things. Mhm. Mm so, yeah. I feel like too. I myself like a majority of us I feel like I've spent an ungodly amount of time on TikTok since quarantine has started. <laughs> And I've managed to make my way on like coupon budgeting TikTok. 
and I saw this one video and I thought it was really interesting and it she called it like the save what you spend method and she was like so if I wanted to go to Starbucks and get a four dollar and fifty cent drink I put four dollars and fifty cents in my savings account and she's like and if I couldn't afford or if I didn't want to like take that much money out of my account I didn't make that purchase I didn't go out that night and I thought that was a really interesting idea of like if you can't afford to save what you're spending, is that really an affordable purchase in the first place? And so I've kind of started doing that. And I feel like it's made a really big impact on like, it makes you like stop and think about what you're spending and what you're doing and be more conscious. I feel like of your money. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not even kind of an expert on, you know, saving or investing, but it sounds, that sounds like, a solid plan at least to get started until you like really mm -hmm. look into like how do the professionals do it how do I want to like make this a long-term thing yeah and that's why I liked it because I felt like it was very approachable it wasn't intimidating at all because it's like oh I can just if I don't have enough for both I don't make it and it's not anything like crazy or like creating a whole excel sheet or anything like that a hundred percent I know recently the putting into practice something pretty similar to that um i would put away um anywhere from a fifth to uh like a fourth of my paycheck and i'd just put it away mm -hmm. in savings for basically my next like big purchase whatever it was going to be so right now yeah. i'm saving up and buying parts to make a new computer cuz my computer is pretty old and it's not really keeping up with everything i have to do with it um, so instead of spending, yeah. you know, a thousand dollars on a new, like blank, blank laptop, um, I'm spending yeah. like $1,500 for, uh, like to build a computer that I know is going to last me 10 years more than, you know, the next laptop I could buy from Best Buy. And mm -hmm. it's exactly what you want then too. Yeah, it's exactly oh, yeah, what I want. And honestly, for that even though I'm paying more, or I, I gave a bad example, I'm probably paying 1500 for parts that would go into like a $2,500 computer. Yeah. Um, and mine's going to last longer because I'm putting it together and I can maintain it because it's built mm -hmm. to be, you know, modular and maintainable. Whereas, you know, you buy an Apple computer and the moment anything goes wrong, you You're in the Apple store and you yeah, have to buy a have new to one. Bring, you have to bring it in. You have to buy a new one. Um, it's, it's a pain. So I yeah. think l looking for, um, I guess this kind of transfers too into uh, that long-term investment. Yeah, that long-term investment. Um, and even, even transfers into the idea of like do things yourselves as opposed to like you're going for the easy way and in the same way that everybody knows the you know, yeah like everybody knows mm -hmm. like you can go to you can go to the store and buy the ingredients to make whatever and maybe you'll spend more to get the ingredients but you'll be able to make you know 10 to 20 of whatever else you or whatever you would get at you know if you went to red lobster to get it yeah yeah so like you go to let's say you're making like a like a chicken parm you buy your chicken, you buy your sauce, you buy your pasta, um, you buy whatever else you need, oil, butter. Um, and you have enough of that to make probably 10 chicken parms. 
Yeah. But you've probably only spent, yeah, you've probably only spent two to three times as much as you would to buy a Red Lobster or a Olive Garden chicken parm. Possibly mm-hmm. too, not even because you have to think they charge you for a drink and your tip. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. else while you're there. I feel yeah. like long term it ends up just being cheaper. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. like even when you're making your own stuff and you do that, there's also that sense of accomplishment too. Yeah, for sure. Like I know and Trinity, like when you learn, you know, a new recipe or something like that and you make it for the first time and it comes out well, it's like yes, that like I'm so oh, happy. God. Because I'll tell you what, like that first time I made, I made that, yeah, that first time I made that apple risotto, I made it with the wrong kind of rice. Um, oh, yeah. It specifically said Arborio rice. And I was like, ah, I'll make it with jasmine. Yeah. And it not just, it did not work. I, I didn't <laughs> nope. understand it. So the next time I went to make it, I was like, I got to get Arborio rice. Yeah. Something went wrong. And I think it's that. And it finally came out right. And I was like, yes, thank goodness. And that's it's, like... One of my like big like cooking projects within the past few months has been um I love watching Bon Appetit videos and one of the creators there, Molly, she had this chicken soup recipe and I feel like chicken noodle soup is like one of those basic things like everybody eats it, everybody's mom makes it, but I found this recipe and it was creating like the stock from whole, like you took whole ingredients, like whole cloves of garlic, onions, and a whole chicken and you do the whole process all day to like create that broth and you break up the chicken and you like skim all the fat off the top. Like it was so much work, but the product at the end of it was so worth it. I was so proud of myself. I feel like especially now too, like being stuck in the house and not interacting, I feel like you need that sort of like that, that serotonin release of like that sense of accomplishment and doing something for yourself and like having something. Yeah, yeah you, that sounds you definitely so have to good, do by the way. That sounds so good. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet today. Um, for those of you listening, it is 3.36 p.m. Um, I haven't eaten yet today, and my mouth is, like, watering now, so I'm going to have to eat after this. I've um, noticed that, like, not being in school and, like, not, like, pretty much being, like, forced, like, having a meal time, I feel like you forget to eat. Like, I felt like I graduated and yes. I just stopped eating. Yeah, I was like, literally, oh, my God, it's 4 o'clock. Yes, you high schoolers who are listening right now, there are like three things that you need to know, like three basic things. And I, th- I think my two guests here will, will agree with me. You got to eat. Yeah. You got to sleep. And you got to have some kind of way to pay for it. Yes. Whether it's a job or you have a trust fund or something. But those are like the three you musts, you know? Yeah. Am I, am I wrong? Eat. Is there anything you guys would add or take away from that? Um, um, oh, I felt like I was going to add something, but I can't remember what it was now. I mean, I can't think of like, like a single like thing, but when I think of making sure you sleep, make sure you sleep at the right times. Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. a good sleep schedule. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a criminal when it comes to it myself. My sleep schedule is all mm. off. Mm-hmm. And I know that it messes me up. So yeah. mm-hmm. other people need to like try to not go to sleep past like 3 a.m., please. Yeah. I think like <laughs> 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Elias is like the bar is so low. The bar is really low, guys. You come on. <laughs> you can do it. Um yeah, no, I, f- I feel that though. Uh <laughs> oh, yeah. sometimes you gotta get that late work like, in. 
Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what? I have the capability of sleeping until 4 p.m. I'll do it. Yes. But don't. <laughs> Seriously. Like, sleep is one of those things, man. You you gotta you gotta have it. Cause like you show up to like when you move on from, you know, working for McDonald's to what what I'll call like a like a big kid job. Like you're you're working in an office or you have a, a manager's position, even if you're still working at McDonald's and you you've got a manager position. When you show up to work and you your mind is only like half awake because you you slept for Terrible. four hours, <laughs> it's it's it, your performance is it's on a awful. whole lower level. It it looks awful and it feels awful. Yeah, I feel like it changes your energy too, and like especially when you are in that higher up position, or even if just like like I I work at Bath and Body Works, typical typical girl job. But like when I go in, we only work with we don't like stereotype here. Okay, Duncan, <laughs> love you need a job. I got you. But like we only work with like six people, and so like if one of our energy is off, it throws off the energy of the store for that day. So like, regardless, I feel like regardless of what you're doing or what your position is, your energy always should be a hundred percent. You should be able to like, not only for you but the people around you, like always being able to give a hundred percent because. When you can give a hundred percent, and other people can feel that, that comes back on you, and you feel that too. Definitely. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like the idea of of giving energy and receiving energy, like it's it's important in like all aspects, even when you're just yeah. like meeting up to talk to people, and mm-hmm. and you're kind of just having that general interaction. If you're not if you're not going to give it, you're not going to really receive it. And it's not going to be that yeah. great of a time. Yeah, I. Uh... So I was working with some of with some of the state officers on their public speaking skills and their presentation skills, um, and I I literally told them pretty much that exact same thing is like when you when you present um, the night before you sleep you sleep like a rock, yeah. Because if you wake up the next morning and you feel down, the moment you get into your classroom, your first th- or your classroom or your presenting room, your first thought is going to be oh i'm so tired and that is not how you want to start that you want to start with a good morning my name is you don't want to start hi guys i haven't had my coffee yet so yeah yeah. (laughs) you walk in my name is duncan everybody else hi duncan can you guys say that louder for me? Let's try that again. <laughs> Not that I've seen you do that, Duncan, but <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't even like like think about that. Like when it comes to presentations, because energy is even more important. There's a whole room of people looking at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't. I've never had to do one in college, but I've heard. You know, I've got friends who who do. But especially like if you're doing like an oral presentation or you're uh, doing anything where you have to speak to your professor, mm-hmm. it is like, whoo, like they pick up on your energy. And like, as opposed to high school where your teacher can be like, hey, are you doing okay? Your yeah. college professors are like, you look sick, get out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they, <laughs> that's not a good thing. Like. <laughs> they um they're like you look terrible 
Fishing yeah. palm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I <laughs> like they don't mess around. You'll you'll nope. come across uh, professors and bosses because um, they're adults. You'll come across these people who, some of them, they care about your well-being. And they care about, like, you getting to do what you need to do, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's whatever. But some of them mm-hmm. absolutely do not care. Um, yeah. And if you can't perform at the level they need you to, then you're gone. Yeah. So I think sleep, even, a, even on top of, like, eating correctly and making sure you can pay for everything, I think sleep is probably the number one. Um, like yeah <laughs> I, th- I think i think even like the listeners like i don't i can't really think of the word but i'm sure they know what you mean yeah because i feel like when no, I, if your sleep is off everything else just consequently gets off as well so yeah it's one of those just snowball items where like you wake up tired you're tired all day everything's gonna feel mm-hmm. irritating it really you, does just snowball the whole rest of your day even if you get a nap in, you're still tired. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we've hit probably about the end of our time. Um, so once again, really thank you guys for being on here. It's been a pleasure. Um, we covered various things along the lines of kind of what high school students can expect, various tips and tricks, uh, things like that, and general advice for life after high school um mostly concerning you know personal health staying sane when you run out of you know your predetermined schedule and then um general life tips for how to get along with people and how to get along with your own life so once again thank you guys for being on it's been fantastic and to our wonderful listeners um, thank you for having me yeah 100 percent Um, And to our wonderful listeners, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.